Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. with Psych in the City. I'm the Psych, Heather Abel, and the city is Hollywood, California. I'm here with my good friend, Taran Vengasri, and we're just going to shoot the shit and talk about life. And Psych in the City. Psych! <laughs> I, just, I just feel like Psych in the City is a play on different things. Yeah, like what? Well, clearly Sex in the City. Yeah. But it's also, I remember when I was a kid, we would say something and then be like, psych. And for some reason, psych meant, meant it was whatever I just said was not true. That's what psych meant. I, I don't know where that came from. I don't know the roots of the word. However, psych. Yeah. If, yeah. You would so say, what are you getting at? You'd be like, oh my God, you're so cool. Psych. psych? Yeah. That was like a thing. It was. I don't but know. You're what, younger than me. I don't know if that's. We would say, uh, we would say other things. What, what, what is the, what is the psych of your generation? <laughs> the psych of my generation was like, fuck off. Yeah. That's just mean. You, you were, <laughs> your generation was much meaner than us. <laughs> I don't think that was, I don't think that was a psych of you. I don't think kids are no, going no, around that going. that was just my psych. Yeah. I don't, I don't think kids are going I, around I going was, like, I was a you're cool. Girl. Fuck off. Like that's just not, <laughs> that's just not even a nice thing to do. Or <laughs> I'm just kidding. But you know that, um, who is, he, what is the guy who did, um, this song freak out? You you know, the song freak out, freak out. Uh, freak out yeah you know that it was originally uh fuck off was it really yeah you know why because they couldn't get into studio 54 that that song was made because they could not get into studio yes, 54 and it was uh fuck off yeah then they would hate to live in west hollywood now because <laughs> they would just every song would be fuck off like that right. would be every song that every club is studio 54 you can't even get into Bars, restaurants are like, sorry, you we, can't? Just, we don't let you, you into can't? our restaurant. Oh, I no, can. I can. I can. I can. No, but I can. You, the proverbial you. I can. I'm, I can. <laughs> I mean, we can. I mean, we, we, we can. can. But the average you, <laughs> you peasants, you can't get into catch. <laughs> it's easier for you to catch, catch herpes. Is so lame. <laughs> catch is. Are you enjoy it? Catches a nice ambiance. Uh -huh. However, there is no food to me that cut, should cost $250. Like that's no. just not something that I enjoy unless my steak or my filet or my salmon is giving me a hand job under the table. Like there's just nothing <laughs> I could say that would justify a $250 item of food. It's just not my thing. You know what I did? Yesterday, I spent $120 on a car air freshener. Okay, so so you and I have different tastes. No, I was talked into it. It was ridiculous. No, 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 no. There's no talking me into spending $120 on an air freshener. So unless the air <laughs> freshener came with two monkeys and a goat that would tickle my balls as I'm driving down the street. And it was supposed to be uh, an experience that was once in a, cause I'm just not the pay for these. I, I don't understand regular strawberry $2 air freshener smells 
delicious. I'm fine. Right, 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 right. So I have, so, you know, we, we're, we're tight, you know, I grew up with nothing like it was super poor in the hippie commune. Yeah, you were on a commune. So, <laughs> so you were all very rich and poor at the same time, which I've never understood communes, but yes. Right. So I have a strange relationship with money and I, um, was talked into this air freshener and, and it's diptyque, which is this fragrance line that I love. Mm, so I was diptyque, sort of, <laughs> yeah. psych. See, this is her. Oh, $120. No problem. Psych. So, so the guy so, yes. says to me, um, men love gadgets. I got it from my husband. Men love gadgets. And, and so that was what sort of made me buy it. Do you agree? Men love gadgets. Some men love gadgets. Uh-huh. Some men would be very upset. You spent $120 on, on a an fucking air freshener. I would fall into the latter category of the some men that would be extremely upset. Yeah. I, I've, I'm not specifically a gadget person. I understand. I, they're cool. So I'm going to shift gears. You are, I, I love, adore you. You are one of the smartest people I know. Um, oh, thank you. Was it because I used the word ladder correctly? No. Did you like the way you I... You just are. I mean, you challenge me all the time intellectually. I'll take uh, that. I'll accept that. I'm completely blown away by your intellect all the time. Every time we hang out. And That's I'm, right. To I'm, all you sapiosexuals out there. Yes. Which I am. Uh, but anyway. I'm also very cute. You are very cute. So are you, are you formally educated? Did you educate yourself? I am both. Okay. I am all three. I am, I, I've lived a lot of life mm-hmm. and I have academia in my back pocket. So I have that. Mm-hmm. Where did you form. go to school? So I went, I have a, under, I have double undergrad degree, a master's, a law degree, I'm just like, oh, look at me. I have a lot of degrees and I have a lot of student debt. And then I also had this whole upbringing that was very diverse, at times very rough or hard from the hood hood, not the rap hood, the actual hood. And grew up with this street component that existed in my life, regardless of if I wanted it to or not. And then I blended the two. And thirdly, I take it upon myself to educate myself on subjects I find interesting. Such as? Such as Heather. (laughs) What did you learn about me then? I've just learned that you are as eclectic as you are eccentric. Meaning that you are strange. You think I'm strange? Sure, of course. Why Why would you be worth any of my time if you weren't? Okay, so this is what I want to know from you. Do you believe in my abilities? I believe in the abilities and that there are people that are much more open to the universe than others. Okay, because... And do I believe that you particularly have the set, the set trait? Correct. I believe that you are a person who is more open to the universe than most people who fall into the pattern of normalcy, which adds more to your quote unquote strangeness. Right. Cause you, you've hung out with, cause you're, I feel like your mind is more on the scientific side. 
Is that correct? We're aligned with science? I think that the I think that if we look at the components of what we would discuss as spirituality and science, and though they seem so different, they are actually exactly the same. Understanding spirituality can come from a scientific point of view, except it's the hubris of science to think that it can understand spirituality. And so when you merge the two, there's no there's no difference between the universe and truth. The thing that exists is that we feel that we're capable of understanding truth, and yet we are simultaneously incapable of understanding the universe, even though we try to all the time. And so so beautifully said. That's exactly how I feel. And it's hard for me to get that across sometimes to people who are sort of stupid. Uh, well, oh, sorry. Well, what, Psych. I, what I call addicted to spirituality. Sure. Does that make sense to you? Sure. So if you keep peeling these layers of onion, this, right. uh, this onion layer that we all think exists at the finite core, you will realize everything is all different and all the same at the exact same time. And there are people I feel that go through each layer and they think that this is the layer. So there are some people who are nine to five and that's the layer. You get up, you go to work, you put your pants on one leg at a time and you clock in, you clock out. And then there's another person who says, oh no, I'm a creative. I'm an artist. This is the layer though. They're both in the same world they just think this is the better layer and then they scoff at each other and then there's another person who realizes that you create content but also make it a nine to five and there's a corporation behind it and then there's a person who takes that to the next level and says well i understand the science behind it all and then there's a person who's like no everything's spiritual and vegan and everything and then there's there's a balance as you keep going deeper and deeper you realize that all of them all add up in the same in the same layer of the universe, they all fit together. Absolutely. I completely agree. I think there's, there's, there's this sort of saying that, that is uh, stop wearing your spiritualism as a badge to decorate your ego. Have you heard that one? No, but I like that actually. Isn't that nice? I mean, they could have said it cooler, but yeah. That's actually... <laughs> how would you say it? <laughs> Shut the fuck. No, I, I, don't, I don't know how I would say it. I just, I, I think there's, there's something so, there though. So it's, it's, great... it's, it's sort of like, it's I, true, I feel like in these days, it's sort of like a very sanctimonious spirituality in some regards, especially here in LA. And, and it's, it's like, yeah, you know what? I smoked pot. I, I had a drink. I fucked up. Why can't we just admit things like that? Why, and, the, and, and also be spiritual at the same time. But I know you, you're, you're very pure. You don't drink, you don't well, smoke, it's you not, don't do anything. I'm, pure. I'm, I'm straight edge, not you're because of edge. a, not because of a term or a label or a principle mm -hmm. or a volume. It's simply because I personally do not like not possibly being in control. I also extremely enjoy my perception mm -hmm. and my analysis of things that are going on. And I don't feel that I need something that would alter that because I enjoy my perception, because I am at my natural core at ease. And so anything more, I would just, I don't know, I would fall asleep. I don't know how much more chill and understanding I could possibly be. However, if there was the limitless pill, I would take that. I would take that. There's this movie the, uh, with Bradley Cooper, Limitless, in which Bradley Cooper's character takes a pill that 
basically unlocks the 80% of our brain that we do not use, theoretically speaking, and therefore is able to accomplish and understand an, an exponential amount of things that he was not doing so on his own. Basically, it's Adderall. However, at some point, it's just, it makes him very smarter, smart. It makes him brilliant. It makes him do everything he was technically capable of doing, however, not doing. The limitless pill is something I would definitely consider taking. Other than that, I've never understood drugs for the most part. The drugs that I do understand, marijuana, LSD, cocaine. I understand those three drugs right? because they make sense. Marijuana makes you chill. Cocaine gets you supermodels. Right. <laughs> and then LSD makes you trip, you know? Right. So I understand that. I've never understood why someone would use crack. God, no. Just because we've seen what crack does. Like, why would you want, why now would you use meth? We, I understand before when you didn't know what meth did to you, but now that we know what meth does to you, why would you use meth now? Why would you be a crackhead now? Why those things I don't understand. Heroin. I don't either. I, for me, weed, uh, it cuts off my visions. So at the end of the day, I will smoke weed in order to cut off my psychic eye. To turn it off. I understand. To turn it off. Maybe I don't like turning that off. Maybe I like having that yeah, all the time. Yeah, that's fucking cool. I love I that. Enjoy. That's amazing. Maybe that's what it is. That's amazing. Dogs love me. I don't know why. Do Dogs think, and babies. Yeah, I know. My dog just like went crazy for you. I'm not even a pet person. And she's I don't particular. Know why. I don't know She why. feels energy. She feels energy like me. Dogs and babies. And how did we meet? It was all cosmically inclined. It was karmically inclined. Supposed to be. And, but I feel like you saw me before and you sought me out. Is that how it happened? Yeah, I know you did because I'm psychic. Who you knows? saw me somewhere before. Who knows? Who I knows do how know. It works? Who knows how? But anyway, so wait, what was I saying? You got me distracted. You were explaining how spirituality is not a badge of ego. Yeah. Oh, I like that. But, but anyway, like a rescue, that's what people think of spirit. Like, Oh, this is my rescue. Look at my spirituality. I have spirituality. I know spirituality cause I have spirituality. Like, so you've hung out with Neil deGrasse Tyson. I have like, are you guys homies or we don't are you like how I say homies professional friends? I don't even think he would like the term homies. I, 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 I can't say homies. You can say homies. It's pretty bad. And it's not as bad as you think. There are other <laughs> words that you should not say. However, homies is not on that list. Pretty lame. You guys are homies. We're not homies. However, we are professional friends. He is a very intelligent and interesting man. Yeah. So what's your take on him? What can you tell us? I, what's, the, what's the scoop? I think he has a love of science. I think that he has a very interesting point of view on many things. He's a player too, right? He I, likes the ladies. I think that he has his proclivities <laughs> and that those proclivities is because possibly, I'm not sure. However, if I was the science geek in high school and then I was a superstar in middle age, I would be reliving my high school geekness in the proper way. I made being geeky cool let me live. So I can understand. I can understand. I do not agree. I do not condone. But I can understand activities 
such as this tiger woods he played golf in high school that's not the cool kid you know right, <laughs> like right, you're right. not you're not getting the bitches playing golf that's not how that works so i can understand i can comprehend were you that guy i was a popular student in general but not because I'm saying that because I'm so f flattering myself. It's because I made sure to be popular in order to affect change That's in a positive beautiful. way. And so popularity is actually something people take for granted. They look at it as, oh, this person's just popular. Well, it also matters what you do with it. But secondly, it's also a skill set. If you're popular on purpose, it's very much a skill set. What do you mean? Like well, how to win friends and influence people? Exactly. And that's that? the reason that book exists. You, I read that later read. in that's life. That's the only book you read. <laughs> it's not. I read <laughs> a lot of books, but I, it's definitely a situation where being influential matters and your social inventory matters, your social networking matters, how you treat people matters. And if you're popular... If you're popular in the in the right way for the right reasons, then more power to you. I mean, technically speaking, the presidency of the United States of America is simply a popularity contest at that point. Absolutely. It's not the best candidate. It's the most popular candidate or the candidate that's the most polarizing. Sure. Right. But it's the candidate that matters. The candidate that's bland hardly ever wins. Yeah, I agree. Especially in the modern day. I agree. Um, I was always popular, but very strange and quirky, but I just only because I love people so much and I love to help and, and nurture, I think is important to you help and nurture. nurture. I am a natural nurturer. You're trying to fix the pain that you have by fixing it in others. Amen. Absolutely. I got a shit ton of pain, you know? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't I? Oh my God. You experience. I love it when you get all deep. So, um, what are you, what are you doing right now? You're, you're doing your comedy, right? I am. I do. Comedy I, store. I, at the laugh factory is my home base. Oh, sorry. Laugh factory. It, well, I mean, comedy store is an amazing place to do comedy as well. I do perform there as well. Mel, uh, improv on Melrose, but laugh factory is my home. I have a show there every Monday and Thursday at 10. So that's basically where I lay my head to rest. That's my playground. However, I specifically perform comedy and, and I tend to dislike when people throw out the disclaimer, oh, he's a comedian yeah. because it takes away from the concept of the brilliance of what I'm saying. I am a comedian, but there's a good comedian makes you laugh. A great comedian, great comedy makes you think. And that's where I would like to get to. Oh, you're so the thinking man, thinking so, woman's comic. I, I try to get to that place where it's, it makes you think it's ha 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 is great, but that's so true is even better. And that's, I like that. That's where I'd like to be at. It's a personal choice. I think that in the modern day, we no longer have philosophers. We have Dave Chappelle. We have Louis C.K. pre-masturbation in the green room. We have thinkers. Right. Wanda Sykes. We have people who make us think. Right. And that is what's important. There's not enough of those type of comedians, I feel. I mean, I think you need sure. to take over. 
but then again, quality over quantity. So right. you don't, I think in the modern day, Plato and Aristotle would also simply be comedians. It's people who make you think a lot of people don't realize John Stewart made us understand and consume politics on a daily, literally daily measure with the daily show. John Stewart is simply just a comedian. Bill Maher is simply just a comedian. John Oliver, simply just a comedian. Right. So the people who make us think the most, Samantha B, whoever it may, Trevor Noah, the list goes on and on. And, and it doesn't have to simply be liberal. It can be conservative. It can be whatever train of thought. However, for the most part, they are just, just quote unquote comedians. So if you could have like your own daily show or, you know, whatever, if, what is your dream show? I, I would love to be in a panel type show in which we discuss opinions. Okay. Unpopular opinion. Unpopular opinion. Unpopular opinion where people say what they really think. A lot of times we are now accustomed to sweeping our thoughts under the rug because we do not want to deal with the repercussions of them. So we think things and we act on things. However, we do not speak things. Okay. We uh, Let's take something that's clearly at the forefront of the woke mo movement, which is racism. And people all have natural prejudices. And then, of course, we have programmed ones. And then you take that to racism. And there are a lot of people who act on racist instinct and yet do not speak about it. So we see a lot of people, whatever race, they act on it. We, Of course, it's easy to spot the guy in the KKK hoodie. But what about the lady that works in human resources that simply doesn't promote Jamal? Right. And she may not even know why she has an aversion towards him herself. She does not believe she is racist. However, her actions would indi indicate otherwise. Right. And that's a subtle form. Uh, and it's just something that you can see. It's, it's something that's tangible and visible. She herself, she might even be, I don't hate black. Why would you say I love black people? Black, I have a black best friend. I love black. Well, technically you just like black people who act like you. That's what you really like. You don't like black people. So a lot of people don't realize that or, or vice versa. It happens. Obviously it's more aggressive. Almost black people when black people are possibly racist towards white people. But the only problem, the concept with that is that because it does not affect white people on the mass systematic, uh, systematic side, therefore it's not specifically racism, but there are a lot of things that are said. So that's, that's why it's important. You have comedians like Chappelle who bring up race and they discuss it. And, and a lot of people are always tired about hearing about racism. Well, most people are even more tired of living it. This is how you start. You have a conversation about it. And then you take that to something like misogyny. There is clearly a misogynistic, chauvinistic uh, system in place as men are, quote unquote, in power. And how do we deal with that? Well, it's a conversation. People don't want to say what they really think. People don't want to say, well, I don't think women should be firefighters because if there's a real fire and I don't think a woman's strong enough to carry me down the stairs, they don't want to talk about these things because it's rude. Mm -hmm. So what we do is we fall prey to the concept of we're all the same. Well, why don't we enjoy each other's differences and realize that all of us are made differently and yet 
are all valued the same. We can have different ideologies, different beliefs, different cultures, different states of being, and yet be equal in value. That's beautiful. I can't breastfeed, you know? Well, not yet. I can't breastfeed. That doesn't mean that a woman is worth more or less. For the most part, they are worth more. But in general, it's it, it, we, we, just, we should value our differences instead of trying to eradicate them. I always say, stop expecting you out of people. That's a great way. Now, that's a good way to put something. Stop expecting you out of people. Right. Why the fuck do you expect? I mean, I'm, I don't want you to be like me. That would be boring. I don't it would get, be easy. Why does, That's why. Why, why does everyone want someone to be like them? Because all the time? everyone thinks that their way of being is correct and everyone else's is incorrect as it pertains to them, which is why we have such a difficult time understanding different cultures right. and different ways of life. I love different cultures. My my ex-husband was Jewish and I demanded we have a Jewish <laughs> ceremony for sure. the wedding. And I was the one who demanded it because it was like, you know, we I wanted to honor his heritage. But it, it was odd that he didn't really care about that. Well, teach their own. You know, I don't know. But I'm just saying, like, for me, it was interesting and fascinating and and rich and, and the heritage and, you know, all these things that I never had a chance to experience being like this hippie kid from the sticks. You know what I mean? Uh, there weren't that many Jews on the commune. No. Really? Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ellen Ginsburg. I don't know. No, nobody. No. Oh, well. So, but, but, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's, we kind of, I, I think I, I admire that in you, that you're very much honor your heritage and you're very into it. And you, you're kind of like. I respect there's a difference between pride and being proud. Such as? So having pride and being proud, you can be proud of who you are. You should be. But having pride and the arrogance to think that who you are is better than what everyone else is. That's different. Okay. Simply based on the value of your heritage, race, religion, culture, et cetera, et cetera, down the line. So I think I'm better than everyone, but that's a, a, a distinctly personal. I'm, it's not, I'm better than everyone because I'm this color or this culture or this type. Right. Things that I had no control over, by the way. People tend to forget that. People tend to forget that I have conversations with people. I recently had a conversation with a person that, uh, well, not recently. This is when we were playing basketball and we were basketball superstars. I had a conversation with a friend of mine who didn't realize that another player was Muslim. I was like, oh, he's going to go to hell. I feel bad for Muhammad. And, and didn't realize his name was Muhammad because we always called him Mo. And I was like, why do you think Muhammad's going to hell? And he said, because he's not Christian. And I was like, oh, what religion are you? He said, well, I'm a Christian, of course. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. And what religion are your parents? He was like, well, they're God-fearing Christians. I was like, what about your grandparents? He's like, they're Christians. Why would you ask? And I was like, well, do you not think it's odd that you personally believe that the religion that you are the most acclimated to and surrounds you the most is the correct one true religion? 
Do you realize that if you grew up where Muhammad grew up and were from where Muhammad's from, you would think the exact same thing about Islam? Everyone tends to think if you ask someone from Texas, what's the best state in the United States? They will most likely undoubtedly say Texas. Right. That is how that works. Very rarely will the guy from Texas be like, you know, Delaware. Like, that's just not going to be that's not going to be the answer. It's going to be Texas. It's going to be where they're from or their experience or their existence. We always look at that. When I was a kid, we did X, Y, Z. Your kids, you, you kids suck. Your your right. your youth is horrible compared to. No, well, it's past, ignorance. Yeah, the I past mean, looks bright on. and the future looks bleak and the now looks now. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I'm a racist too, but I was raised very liberally. Well, you're, you're from a commune. So, right. so I'm, I'm exempt. You're racist, but your racism is more to gravitate towards another race because they're different than you. <laughs> it's like, Oh my God, this black guy in a hoodie. What's his name? Yo, get in the car, Heather. No, but there's a black guy in a hoodie. I'm going to say hi. Get in the fucking car. But this black guy, can I talk to this guy? In a, look, he's reaching for something under his hoodie. It's gotta be something nice to give. Some candy. Get in the fucking car. Lock the door. But I just want to let, I want to let your listeners know I'm also, I'm black and per, so they don't just think that I'm being rude to all. And I'm also half Muslim, part Christian and Jewish. Yeah. He's and, a mess. And, and, and part Zoroastrian, which makes it even crazier. So I just want to let you all know that when I touch on these subjects, I'm I am within the within the confines of PC. I'm allowed to. Yes. So just get in the car. I'm, <laughs> but there's this black guy. So look at his chocolatey skin. I need you to get in the fucking car. Oh my god! I'll get we'll, in the car with you. No. We'll go somewhere. We'll go. I don't know. We'll travel. I don't know. But I, I do you have a spiritual practice? I practice the art of being an unintentional good person. Okay. Okay. And I always see you with beautiful women. I Are you practice guilty the of this? art of being an unintentional good person. However, there are times that it's flawed. <laughs> no, I, you know, I, a lot of people mention that I am around a lot of attractive women. Now, yes. two things. First of yes. all, being attractive and being attracted to someone are two different things. So while these are very attractive women, if you actually get to know them, they're actually very intelligent. They are boss ass B words. So they're nice. not just random women. Secondly, we're not particularly involved for the most part. Just the statistically, I'm not involved with any of them. I'm friends with them. But one of the things that I actually... I'm very grateful for is the fact that I have a lot of female cousins okay. and I have a lot of female influence in my life. And that allowed me to feel comfortable around women. A lot of men do not feel comfortable around women. They only think of women in the objective form or the sexual form or the, the zero sum game of I win, they lose, vice versa. There's there's always this competitiveness or this aggressiveness towards women. I don't feel that. I enjoy women. And it happens that I am around attractive women, possibly because we gravitate towards one another because they are also not used to a male who is not constantly trying to have sex with them, who is also not gay. So that that's possibly why. However, if it's, if it's under a sexual connotation and I correct people when they assume this, that is not the case at all. And the fact that that is the assumption shows you what's wrong with the world to begin with. Right. We look at things 
and especially women, we objectify them all the way. Absolutely. Don't breastfeed in public, but pull them titties out to sell that hamburger. Right. We do that all the time. And that's incorrect. Beautifully said. Oh, thank you. Um, the truth usually is. Right. Isn't, well, knows. I was just a little jealous, but that's cool. Whatever your answer is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, uh, but unintentional good person is important because we see a lot of people who are intentionally good people. And while that's nice, as long as it becomes a habit, but the truth is, I don't know if that's actually a valid justification for character. If I'm intentionally being something, meaning I'm doing something with the ex express intent or purpose for this reward. If there was no heaven, let's pretend there is no heaven. There is only hell. Right. Only everyone goes to hell. Everyone, no matter what you do, you go to hell. You know, there's a hell. We all go to hell in that situation. In that situation, the person who still does good is truly a good person. Right. I totally get it. Unintentional good person. That's so fucking deep, actually. It's when you mean it. It's being yes. kind and not nice. Yes, because today I posted something about how my best friend at the gym is a homeless lady. But I posted that I was to give her the biggest gift this season. And then I thought, I'm a fucking schmuck. Why did I post this? Because I'm talking about how I'm giving her the biggest gift. Well, it depends. It depends on why you posted it. Did you post it because you I want to share I, the good news? No. Or did you post it in order to get the, acc the acclaim that I'm a good person? No, I posted it to tell good. everyone. To, well, ultimately what I said was everyone should give the biggest gift this year to the person who needs it the most. Sure. Right. So that was the message. But then there's a part of me that felt icky because it was like, why am I explaining this story to people? Well, and here. Here comes the, remember the layers. So here's another right, thing. Unfortunately, layers. you are a public person right. for better or worse. Right. And therefore you have to create content. And this is just content. If you have nothing to talk about, you have to talk about something. It is content. It's content. And you have she to post is my best friend at the gym. You have to post something. There's a lot of haters People want to know your life. They want to look in your life. Right. Now I'm not, I'm not a fan of the people who give homeless people money and then videotape it. Like, look at me, give this homeless person money. I, I, I'm not, but then again, you know, a little creepy when they get a hundred million views, I can understand someone else doing that. Even though they technically give homeless people money, regardless this they're doing professionally and there's nothing wrong with that. They're I love what you're saying though. It's so beautifully profound just to be an unintentional good person. Unintentional good person. Actually, that is the basis of uh, Zoroastrianism is good thoughts, good words, good deeds. That's beautiful. And that is and the what is this precursor. Zoroastrianism is the precursor to the monotheistic religions we are very much familiar with, which right. is Judaism, Christianity, Islam, uh -huh. which follow the Abraham, Abrahamic path of religion. Right. So, so the concept is the precursor, a lot of the spirituality that we receive is actually Zoroastrian and base. And that is the original Persian religion. Beautiful. It is. So we have these ideas. Uh, there are a lot of ideas and customs and cultural heritage that still exists today. A lot of people don't realize they are Zoroastrian in nature. Even the three wise men that visit Jesus in the manger are three Zoroastrian magis, priests. And that's where we get the word magic. They all go hand in hand. 
and understanding it's an understanding and it's not saying, Oh, Persians are the best. Persians had a very great concept of spirituality and no gender. There's no gender in the language. So you can't say him and her because especially at that time, men and women were completely equal. The Greeks, for example, had ancient Greeks had an understanding of human nature and a nature of, of the universe's story and destiny that has never been matched by any other civilization sense where you understand how nature plays these games, right? The universe plays its own games and they all exist accordingly. And the concept of hubris and your own tragic flaw and these things, that's a, that's an amazing understanding of human nature based in their gods. And so I believe time. in magic. Do you believe in magic? I believe in the existence of things that we do not understand. Absolutely. So I'm so into magic right now, like in my spiritual work that I've started making potions And we have this segment on the show called the voodoo that you do. If I were to make you you a potion, what would you want the potion to be for? I, I don't know. I don't know if I would ever need a potion. You wouldn't? I don't, I don't. Well, cause you're the king. Wait, what do you call yourself? The king? I don't call Wait, myself you call the king. Yourself Sofa something king. Good. Sofa king. The genius Christ. The, the genius I'm genius Christ. Christ. Sofa king. Because I'm so fucking smart. Get it? Yes. Sofa king. I love it. I'm the sofa king. But it's so, also because I'm always okay. on the sofa or I'm lazy. Well, basically, you're, you're so not lazy. You're very, very driven. We fight over this all the time because I, I say that I do nothing and achieve everything. And you say you you work your ass off and achieve everything. Something like that. We, both work. we, we spar on this. We both work a lot. It's true. So um, what would you like to know? Work what just what isn't always labor. That's why. That's true. Your and and your work is not your worth. That's Khalil Gibran. So okay, the voodoo that you do is where you ask me a question. What potion would you want? Me? Yeah. Freedom. You know what I'm talking about. It's impossible on on this realm. I know. The voodoo that you do. What would you like me, what sort of voodoo would you like me to do for you? I don't know. You don't need anything. You're Tehran. That's that's the thing. I would love to have simple answers. Oh, a lot of money. I would love these (laughs) answers. And yet I don't have them. I, I would be torn in the three wish category of the selfish nature and the, the conscious nature where. And when I ask people, if I gave you three wishes, what do you wish for? Most people always say money and success and wealth and these things. Very rarely do people say, I would want uh, prosperity for everybody and our environment to be fixed and everyone to be happy. Very rarely do people use the three wishes on the world. So if I had a potion, the potion could be... I would have godlike powers without godlike responsibilities, and then I could possibly fix things. But then again, it would be a selfish way of fixing them because I would fix them in my own image as we are created in gods, which is a very anthropomorphic thing to do is to make God do what we would do. So I don't know. And therefore, my answer is, I don't know. So Tehran is the first show. And I wear a bathroom all the time, done. by the way. So yeah, just, he wears a bathroom all the time. Don't listen to anything I say. 
this is the first show where we've had no one, no voodoo that you do because it's Tehran. And yes, when we met, you were wearing a bathrobe and that's when I fell in love with you. I usually wear a bathrobe. Always. Just just me. Um, Comfortable. Where do we find you? I'm easy to find at I am Tehran all across the board. I-A-M-T-E-H-R-A-N across the social atmosphere. And then... So airports are hard for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Airports, uh, you'll find me at TSA being held up. Um, Find me in the office at the CIA. (laughs) Or should I just say at CIA since they dropped the precursor, the... I love you, my friend. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Okay. If you liked today's episode, please leave me a rating and review. And don't forget to subscribe. Thank you for listening. For more info about me, visit my website at heatherobble.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.